Good day and welcome to episode 107 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and this week I'm joined by a very special guest, a friend who I've met over the years here now at PAX and on the Twitter machine. It's a good buddy, Andrew Taylor. Andrew, how are you doing this week? I'm doing I'm doing really good. Uh, lots of video game announcements came out the other day that I'm very excited to talk about. Yes, and that's exactly what we're talking about because what he's referring to is the Game Awards. We had some some big announcements and then we had a few other things surrounding the Game Awards too with the state of play. So a lot of things happened this past week over in uh, the video game world and we're going to get all into the 2019 Game Awards this week talking about the winners, how we thought the show went, the big announcements, obviously the reveal of Xbox Series X, Sexy Xbox. That's coming out, you know, next holiday. So the the big show of that and Phil Spencer coming out was kind of like the one of those big moments. So we'll we'll get in all into that. But before we do that, Andrew, where can the folks out there find you on the internet? What do they maybe know you from? Because I know you've done some podcasting yourself. And also, yeah. we ask this of all of our guests: What are a couple of your favorite games? Uh, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Papa Drew Bear. Uh, currently I don't have any podcasts, uh, going on. It's kind of on a hiatus. Yeah. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Um, and you said like a couple of games that I really enjoy and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Just some of your, some of those ones that you can always fall back on. Like, I know it's tough to yeah. kind of narrow down your favorite games of all time, but like something oh, off the top of your head where you're like, yeah, I can play that and never get tired of it. Yeah. I on it recently. I just. You know, because uh, Halo Reach just came out on PC like last week. Yeah, I just re re. Uh, I don't know how you kind of say it, but I've found my joy of Halo again. Yeah, like it's been years. I haven't played. I didn't. I didn't play Halo Five at all. I played some of Halo Four, but sorry, I currently have a cat crawling on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the listeners out there. Um, so yeah, I just recently like re- like rediscovered my like love of halo which has been dormant for years yeah um, i'm playing halo reach right now on pc so halo is is kind of like always one of one of those game series i can kind of count on um and then also recently i kind of love my i found my love for horror games yes uh for people that follow me on twitter once again at papa drew bear <laughs> <laughs> i talk about resident evil a lot um I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. Uh, I probably am more of like a pretty casual Resident Evil fan. I I don't really know a lot of like the lore and stuff like that. But yeah. like a lot of the games just kind of intrigue me in terms of like horror and like that's always kind of been a weird genre for me that I never really got into mm-hmm. like younger. But I'm kind of just discovering it now where it's like, oh okay, like this is exciting and and fun and it's very campy i like i I like the campiness because then it kind of just doesn't take itself very seriously oh yeah which is like well resident evil pretty much it takes itself pretty seriously but like they know what they're doing it's just like very over the top and it's funny to me like it's just it's very like anime kind of yeah i I see Uh, what you mean yeah and I, i really enjoy that so resident evil 2 that came out this this year uh i played that and it's like my game of the year. <laughs> so, I know. I'm sure we'll have a little discussion about that today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, those are a couple of games that I I can definitely fall back on. But you know, just like the action genre, um, I play a lot of Rainbow Six Siege, nice. that, which is like my favorite ongoing game that you know currently 
Um, but yeah, video games, man. <laughs> video games are cool. They sure are. Yeah. Uh, I'm are. glad that you've uh, finally kind of gotten to the horror genre. I'm a huge fan myself. Have you played Until Dawn yet? Yeah, I actually, um, whenever that game came out, I can't, was that 2016? I think or it was. It was 2016 to 2015. It was It was a few years ago. I, I it was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a really long time ago. Um, yeah, I actually bought that game on launch, and I beat it 100% like all by myself. So um, yeah, I didn't play it like with a group of people or anything yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed Until Dawn. Um, I actually, I actually purchased uh, The Evil Within two, a couple years ago. Whenever that came out, and I played about halfway through that game. It's just, it's one of those things like completing games is so difficult these days. Yeah, it's tough being an adult. It finds it finds its way to the backlog quicker than you'd expect. Like that, that's exactly. kind of my problem right now with Jedi Fallen Order. Like I, I keep wanting to go back and like playing more of it, but then I get distracted by other games. So yeah, the exactly. the, the the struggles of too many awesome games to play. But I mean, that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. But overall. Yeah. Glad to have you here. Thanks for hanging yeah. out with us to talk yeah. all about the Game Awards. And so I figure it's time we just kind of dive right into it. So let's kick it off with what were some of your general impressions on the show this year? How do you think it kind of flowed compared to the Game Awards of previous years? Yeah, it. to be honest with you, I personally felt like it was pretty weak. Like, I, I don't want to, like, undermine the announcements of, like, the, the new Xbox yeah. or, like the hint of like PS five, because like those are absolutely like huge things that are happening yep. within the next year. And so I don't want to like say that those don't really matter because they do, but in terms of like things that I think people were expecting that they would see, I don't think a lot of people got what they want. And to be honest with you, I was, I was never one of those people that was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm expecting to see this. I'm expecting to see this or, you know, uh, maybe Microsoft is going to announce like, Master Chief is in Smash Brothers or something yeah, weird yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So I was never like really expecting like those kind of like outlandish announcements like, oh, Metroid Prime Trilogy is coming to Switch tomorrow or something weird. Um, but like overall, like in terms of what I've seen in the past, it felt really weak to me. Um, like ending the show with that Fast and Furious game. Was, that was bad. That was that was that was bad. Like yeah. I, I definitely don't want to be like too negative but like that was pretty bad and like I, I that game looked like a ps2 game and i was like yikes y'all are ending on this yeah and like i just think that i, I don't know i i think maybe a huge problem might be leaks nowadays you know what i mean oh, like, yeah leaks i kind of that. really ruin a lot of things for people so yeah because that's happened over the past few years like we've had you know get walmart amazon stuff like that will post a game and pretty much leak that it's coming yeah. out way in advance so i i can see that that being an issue i think overall the a lot of things just kind of like felt weird pacing wise and, and placement yeah. of the show like it I, and i i don't want to really like take credit away from like jeff Keeley. like the work he does is incredible like the, the show oh, yeah, what it is now compared to what it was years ago is astonishing mm -hmm. i i understand people complaining about you know ads and commercials and things like that it's like but guess what it's like that's how things like these get put on like you need mm -hmm. money and he's not going to be able to put, you know, 10 million of his own dollars to try to put on one of these shows. Like you need endorsements, you need people sponsoring segments. And I'm totally okay with that. I just think there was a lot of like misplaced. And, I, and we talked about this back when the nominations got announced that, yeah. you know, labeling the indie game of the year as the subway fresh game of the year. It's like, that's just so tone deaf because yeah. you can still have subway 
label the fresh whatever of the year, but have it be a different category because indies kind of go against that whole, you know, capitalism type structure where it's like these folks are like just trying to build passion projects. They're not getting, you know, huge investments from big backers. And then you have Subway, which is just a shitty sub chain restaurant, (laughs) (laughs) like sponsored the, the category. And then the Games for Impact, it's bittersweet because like the Muppets segment was one of their better segments. But again, like you're going to have the Muppets present the games for impact award. Like, isn't yeah. that supposed to be uh, to obviously not sound like an idiot, but isn't that supposed to be impactful? Like, yeah, it, it kind of just takes away some of what the, the meaning of those awards are when you're doing those things. Like, again, like you could have subway sponsor the esports category or something like that. Um, or have the Muppets announce like the family game, you know, there are, mm-hmm. there are, there are a lot of things that you could do to just take away those criticisms before they even got there. And this yeah. goes to like when they even announced that Subway was going to be the sponsor, it already hit backlash. And it's like, all right, well, I guess they kind of had to keep it, but th- I feel like Jeff might need to put more people on his team. That'll just be like, look, this is going to play poorly. We need to readjust this because I don't think he has a big enough team. And like he said it himself that he's very hands-on, so he likes to kind of have the final say on everything. And I think that Mm -hmm. could be a problem because now that it's getting bigger and bigger, you you, you need to expand the team a little bit more because you need people telling you no on certain things because, like you said to start off, that Fast and the Furious ending it, that was trash. (laughs) Like, you can show the Fast and the Furious game. You can have Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. You can have them present on stage. Do what you want, but don't have that be the end of the show. Like, that was the last big reveal, like a PS2-era graphic (laughs) (laughs) movie video game. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, all right. So... There were a lot of things I think they could have done better. I think they needed to use the orchestra more. I feel like they didn't use it as much as they used it last year, which is a bummer because the orchestra is amazing. Like when they have last year, they had a ton of I think they dedicated a orchestra montage for every one of their game of the year nominees throughout the show. So throughout the show, you saw different montages. And this year we didn't have that. I felt like the orchestra was there, but not utilized to its fullest. I thought yeah. Green Day was kind of cool, but again, like they showed up to play two songs. Was that really necessary to have Green Day show up? And then obviously you get the announcement that they're in Beat Saber. I don't know. There are a lot of things I think they could have done better. Maybe, you know, announce more of the winners and have the winners come up and give speeches because it's an award show. Uh, yeah. There needs to be more of a balance between reveals, commercials, and actually getting these people to give award reception speeches. Like, that's kind of the point, right? Like, isn't it supposed to be to celebrate these folks and give them a chance yeah. to be thankful? So I think the first half of it was very good. Like that first hour I thought was really well done. It was paced well. There was a good spread of, you know, good awards as well as good reveals. But that last like hour, hour and a half, whew, that kind of dragged. Yeah, it definitely felt like it. And to be honest, it was just like like you were saying like maybe use the orchestra more i always felt like the orchestra has always been used for like the really big moments of the game awards and yeah they almost seemed like non-existent this year except yeah. for like a couple different things and it was like i don't know that's weird and yeah it was just really it's just really poorly paced like maybe if it was shuffled around differently it might have like hit differently but overall it just that i think that's why i was kind of disappointed with this year but yeah, because I mean, there was still some cool stuff in there. Like, because like the set, the design, all of that was really cool. It was like top of the line. Yeah. 
But like yeah. you said, I agree. Like there were just pacing issues that kind of sucked me out of it. That last, like, like I said, like that last hour, hour and a half, I was really struggling to keep my attention because even, you know, Green Day throwing back to the Dookie album couldn't really hook me into it. Because, again, yeah. like they only played two songs. It's like, why why exactly. were they there? But exactly. I will say Church's opening was awesome. That was a great yeah. performance because that, that utilized cool. the orchestra and, and the, the outfit design for Lauren was incredible. I loved yeah. the Higgs kind of style cape that they had and she had the, the makeup for the Death Stranding style. So I thought that was really well done. It was a good way to kind of kick off the show. But then again, like we just didn't see enough of the orchestra and I feel like that's one of their strongest parts. And so many magic commercials like how many (laughs) things is magic doing right now yeah i i kept saying because i was actually watching it along with uh alex van aken from okb yeah and we were watching it and i was like oh is this this, is this warcraft like it kept looking like warcraft or like diablo or something and it was never those things it was either like dungeons and dragons or like magic and i'm like okay like this looks cool and then it just turns out to be like a card game. Um, and I was like, all right, I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed weird. Between that and all of the Stadia commercials, which were all just like, <laughs> Stadia, <Yeah>. come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're not that good, buddy. It's like, you yeah. don't need consoles. It's like, no, no, you still do because Stadia fucking sucks. Anyway, yeah. I thought I thought there could have been a lot better balance. And again, like, I, I give nothing but credit to, to Jeff Keighley for putting in the work and doing this but he is always saying he's open to feedback and open to criticisms and i I think he does need to expand his team a little bit more i think he just needs at this point it's getting so big you're gonna need other people other voices in the room to be like look i get what you're trying to do here but i think it would be better if we do something else so 100 percent. we'll see how it kind of changes next year because i think one of the biggest things that we're seeing is a lot of people are like we need to show more award recipients like you're just kind of rattling off a bunch of winners and i think there are ways to do that you know you can kind of get get through a few different ones quicker but i think that's what people want to see they want to see these folks get the recognition they deserve and you know send their praise to the people who help make their dreams come true so 100 percent. i think looking forward we can maybe see a little bit more of that in the future but to kind of go into the show itself let's kind of kick it off with the all the reveals what were some of the the big reveals that stuck out to you the most and i think we we have to kind of kick it off with the big one i was not expecting this i don't know who was expecting this this was huge phil spencer comes out and they reveal xbox series x which is basically like this smaller pc tower and they yeah. show Sunwa's Saga, Hellblade 2, which was an absolutely amazing trailer. That yeah. looks incredible. So I'm so excited to see what we can what we're gonna get with Xbox Series X and PS5 next gen. Because everybody has been saying the specs on both of them are pretty much gonna be similar. So what we saw mm-hmm. there is probably what we can expect from PS5 as well. And let me tell you, it looked absolutely incredible. Great trailer. Naturally, I love Hellblade, Son of a Sacrifice, so this alone is, if this doesn't come to PC, this alone is reason for me to now get an Xbox Series X, which I wasn't yeah. necessarily planning on doing in the first place. So what, were, what was your reaction when you saw that they were revealing that? Yeah, I that was set up really, really well. And uh, that trailer was, it was pretty haunting and like oh, very, yeah. very, very, it, it was really cool looking. Uh, <laughs> that's an easy way to put it. But um i'd say that's a that's a really cool way to 
to be like, hey, remember that studio that we bought like a year ago that everyone like really loves and well, probably more than a year ago, but everyone yeah. really loves and that game that everyone was really hyped about and, and was kind of like word of mouth almost, it seemed like. Yeah. And then now it's they bought the studio and they're making another one. And oh, on top of that, it's on the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. And it's like those two things back to back kind of linked together was really, really cool. Um, so I was really impressed with that. Like I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I was like, don't really, didn't really plan on like buying the new Xbox, uh, just because I, I, I kind of become a PS boy like ever since The Last of Us, like the first yeah. one came out. So I think maybe I might like purchase an Xbox, like yeah. along <laughs> with a PS5 next year. And I think, unfortunately, like for Xbox this generation, it's been a lot about the exclusives that I feel like it just has not had at all. Correct. Yeah. And so like, there's just been no like, there's been no point for me to be like, I I must have an Xbox One. Same but, here. Like, with uh Senua Sacrifice, you know, coming back and it looking that good and you know, it, it it's definitely like a polling point for me to be like, okay, I, I I think I might shell out like, you know, whatever, an extra four hundred dollars to have another console. Because another thing I think people need to realize is that consoles are honestly they're with this next console generation, it's pretty much caught up with a PC. Like yeah. you're essentially buying a PC at this point. So, I mean, welcome. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> it's real. It's <laughs> been, you know, a long, long time, but you're basically, I, I would be shocked if you're not able to use a keyboard and mouse on some games on this new Xbox. So, I mean, it looks like a PC. The specs look like a PC. Like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm definitely intrigued. I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Steve, where I'm just like, I, I might buy an Xbox uh, Series X and go from there. I mean, Halo five, uh, Halo 6. And- yeah, I know. So that's already what they, they kind of got teasing. And I think it's it's very cool the way they did this because think about it this way. Like, Hellblade, Son of a Sacrifice, Ninja Theory, before they were bought by Xbox, when that game came out, it originally just came out on PlayStation, and then it eventually yeah. came out on everything else. And yeah. so Microsoft goes, they buy Ninja Theory, and Son of a Sacrifice was a very good-looking game for yeah. an indie developer. Like, that could have easily been looked at as a AAA game, and so now they have the backing of Microsoft, and we see what that studio is capable of. And, and just in that small little cinematic trailer, I know cinematic, not gameplay, whatever like that cinematic was still one of the best cinematic trailers i've seen in games it it looked real (laughs) it did and i saw i saw wout the hashtagonist he commented on twitter he was just like i can't get over how real the teeth look and like that's one thing that like i didn't think of at first and i I looked at the picture closely again i was like holy shit like that is the realest i've ever seen teeth in a video game so exactly it also was like to me i was like oh man if I get an Xbox Series X, I'm I'm also gonna need to buy like a QLED. Like oh, TV. I know. Yeah, like, it's gonna have to be really a whole nice new setup. TV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I do like the design too because it's different. You know, obviously it's not different in the sense yeah. that like PC towers have been kind of doing that style for as long as PCs have been around, but it's different in terms of a game console. You know, and I think it's yeah. it's a good different because I remember when the first like Xbox One X came out, people were complaining because it was like so big and bulky. And now it's yeah. like this can kind of you can like put it behind your TV. It's almost like an Amazon Alexa at this point, probably a little bit bigger kind than of, that. But yeah. I think it's yeah. a cool design, changing things up a bit. And 
for the better because like I'm hoping now this just means that you're we're gonna have systems that are gonna be quieter, so they're not gonna sound like jet engines when you're trying to yeah. use them too much. But all yeah. in all, like that when that came out, I was stunned. I thought it was cool that the Game Awards were able to do that. That means when Xbox eventually has their press conference in first quarter of next year, the focus should be on games that are be- going to be coming out to, yeah. for the Series X. And I think that is what Xbox needs to do. I think they started off on a great foot because we know we got Halo 6, like you said, but now we've seen what Ninja Theory is working on. We're bringing the Hellblade fans over. So yeah. I'm curious to see what else they have and maybe what else Obsidian might be working on as well. So I think there's a lot going well for Xbox right now, which is not something you could have said probably like a year or two ago. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that, yeah. And with that, they, they show the new controller. The controller has a share button now, which I honestly didn't know that the, the current Xbox didn't have a share button. I just thought that that would have been kind of put on all of them, but... I think that because like using it with my PlayStation, it's very helpful. Like even if you're just trying to quickly like record videos and things like that, super easy to use. So I'm glad that they kind of went that route. But then on the flip side, we didn't get any like major PlayStation 5 reveals. However, we did get the first official PlayStation 5 video game announcement. And so that's Godfall by Gearbox, which kind of looks like a hack and slash possible loot. Type game. Yeah, that's so. what they were saying. He uh, he described it as a loot slasher. Yeah, which I was like, okay. Like, I mean, if it's <laughs> immediately, my mind jumped to Anthem, and I was yeah. like, yikes! Don't don't do what Anthem did. Um, I know. I mean, they have more than enough time. I don't know if this thing launches launches with the PS5. I have to kind of just assume it does. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it it looked cool. That game looked interesting to me enough to be like yeah i'd probably buy that like with a ps5 so yeah because that's the thing is like we know gearbox can do the loot genre i think yeah switching they do it well switching gears here i'd imagine they'll probably try to keep the same type of humor um but switching gears in times of in terms of play style i think that could be huge because it, it could attract different people because i mean borderlands destiny anthem like at some point it all just becomes you know shoot and kill grab the stuff so at at least this is changing the formula a touch um and it is cool to finally see that we're getting ps5 game announcements because i know sony eventually will do something well they're well where they're going to unveil the ps5 very curious to see how different the design is going to be from uh the the test kits that we've been seeing yeah (laughs) i actually would laugh my ass off i'd laugh my ass off if that was the design like yeah this is it (laughs) it's just like here you go like it's just this weird looking it looks like uh some sort of like 80s like binocular thing that you put on your face yeah for real it just looks really goofy (laughs) so i'm curious to see how different the the final product will be um i was actually a little stunned because we got the ghost of tsushima trailer at the state of play and then we got the the full trailer at the game awards and the release date announcement, but not like a firm release date. It's just summer 2020, which I'm okay with. Like with all these release dates, I'm cool when they do this because at this point now, I just always expect games to get delayed or pushed back. I don't know if it's just cynical or it's just because like, I know at this point that games take a long time to turn out finished products. And I'd rather pay for a finished good product than a product that needs to be patched numerous times in the first month. Absolutely. So I'm cool with the, the the vague, you know, summer 2020 announcement. I honestly thought that was going to end up getting pushed to just being a PS5 release. I thought the same thing. Um, this could potentially be PlayStation 4's swan song. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
I, I have to kind of assume that's what they're probably aiming for just because Last of Us is coming out. Uh, what is it now? April? Uh, May. S- May 21st, I think. May. Yeah, okay. May 20th. Yeah. So maybe this comes out in June or July when it's technically officially summer. Yeah. Um, I just have to kind of assume that this is probably like the last really big game for for the PlayStation 4. So, um, yeah, I mean, from what we saw of Ghost of Tsushima, I, I was pretty impressed. I know it was, a lot of it was cinematic, but you could kind of tell that there was like a transition from cinematic to gameplay there. Yeah, they I'm showed a little kind bit. Kind of impressed, yeah. And I do. I love Sucker Punch. Like I love the Infamous games. I thought Second yeah. Son, the gameplay was great. I thought the story was meh, but I thought like the they really kind of flushed yeah. out the gameplay, and that was like the first few months of the PS4's existence that that came out. So I'm yeah. curious to see what Sucker Punch can do at the end of the the life cycle Same. of PS4. I think it's kind of a, a nice Same. bookend, you know, because yeah. Infamous Second Son was really like that first big exclusive that PS4 had because they Everyone had had it. Yeah, yeah. As they had Killzone Shadowfall, but I don't think that was as big. I feel like that was just kind of like, oh yeah, Killzone that exists. But this was <laughs> yeah. more like a, a, a big game and a franchise that people were loving. So. I think it's cool that Sucker Punch kind of gets the bookend the PS4 life cycle. Yeah. And it, it, it's very reminiscent almost of like kind of how Naughty Dog did it with like Uncharted. Drake's Fortune was like really that first time where you're like, all right, this is like what PS3 is going to be about moving forward. And you had Naughty Dog kind of bookend with Uncharted. And then The Last of Us was PS3 swan song. Like that was like the last big PS3 game. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. I think I think you're right. I think we're totally going to see that as being like that last PS4 game. But then I also see it getting like a PS5. You know, you'll you'll play it on the PS5 and it'll look like way better. Edition yeah. or something. Yeah. And that's what I think is going to be cool because we, we already know at this point you're going to be able to play PS4 games on PS5. At least that's like 99% confirmed. And they're just yeah. going to run better. So I think that is one of the big selling points of a PS5 where now you can – kind of get way more bang for your buck in terms of the game performance so ghost of tsushima i'm looking forward to that very excited i was a little stunned when the telltale announced the wolf among us sequel because like the whole thing with telltale i do know i've read that they they have pulled a good amount of the people who were working on it before telltale shut down so a good amount of those people are back and working on it but the whole telltale thing is just so weird because they're still being called Telltale, but it's not really the same anymore. Yeah, know? yeah, it's it's weird just because how that all went down and and other companies kind of buying up the assets and and all of that. So I'm I'm interested to see. I actually completely because I was actually playing a game while I was <laughs> I was watching the Game Awards. So I actually completely missed this announcement. Uh, I'll have to go back and watch it. I have I, I haven't had the chance to do that yet, but. Um, I've thought about this a lot lately when it comes to like the telltale stuff. Cause I know it's been talked about to yeah. death at this point, but it is a little, I, I don't know. Some people have a problem with it yep. because about how that all went down. And, you know, a lot of people got laid off. A lot of people lost their jobs at telltale. So it's like, is this a game that you want to support? Like that sort of thing. Um, you know, cause you want to make sure that the people who originally worked on the game are getting like their, um, like the spotlight, like yeah. they're the ones who deserve the credit for the game. So it's interesting. Um, I don't know if I'll play it, to be honest. Uh, I really love the first Wolf Among Us. But um, yeah, I mean, this it, w- it was cool to at least like know that someone is still working on these IPs. Yeah. Um, but I like I said before, I, I definitely want to give credit to those who 
were previously working on it and then they lost their job. So it's, it's a weird, it's kind of a weird conundrum. I don't really know how to feel about it, but in the, in terms of like the announcement itself, like it is exciting just because that, that first season is of Wolf Among Us is really, really good. And I think a lot of people, I felt like a lot of people really slept on it. Um, yeah, that's one I need so. to play because I've played a, a good amount of the Telltale games. The only two that I haven't played that I need to are that one, The Wolf Among Us, and Tales of the Borderlands. So both of those yeah. I need to get into because obviously all I've heard are great things about them. Absolutely. And, and I, I feel you on that because like I'm hearing that like a good core of that Wolf Among Us team got brought over. But again, you know, it's not the full thing. So I'd like to see a little bit more about that before I feel comfortable giving my money there. I Absolutely. am interested to see where more of these Telltale IPs go. Like, is there going to be more Batman? Is there going to be, you know, any more Walking Dead type stuff? I know they did the final season, but there's always... You never say never with something like The Walking Dead because that just entity just never goes away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought that one... That stuck out to me because for a minute I totally forgot that they kind of bought up Telltale again and, and things were happening. Yeah. So that actually shocked me because I was like, oh, yeah, that that happened and yeah. from uh from i guess the rest of the ones the the only one else that i that really stuck out to me again was that ending one the the fast and the furious i just thought it was so poorly placed <laughs> i thought it was it looked bad like it yeah. didn't look even remotely good and it's i don't know like just play need for speed like if, yeah. if you're trying to look for it a was, game like that. it was so awkward awkwardly announced too it was like michelle rodriguez comes out and, and after a while, I was like, is she drunk? Like, I don't know. It was, yeah, that was and weird. And then Vin Diesel comes out, and I'm like, y'all are acting way too weird at, at this award show. It doesn't, like, it, it was weird. Um, And then, yeah, and then they show the game. And I was, I, like, I, I, I was laughing, like, just straight up. It looks like a PS2 game. And I was like, man, if you're going to end the show like this, like, you've got to really like reconsider how things are laid out next year. And they did. So I'm definitely hoping that next year, like you don't end the show on a game that looks like it's from the PS2 era. And I mean, it's a, it's a game based off of a movie series, which that always is never goes yeah, well, ever, oh which sucks. So um, I thought we stopped doing that on like PS3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, they got to get the money somehow. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how that plays out eventually when it comes out. I I, I won't be playing it um, unless for some reason it turns out to be a really good game. Yeah, I told but my yeah. friend about that because he's a huge Fast and the Furious fan, which is I know it's hilarious that people are <laughs> so big into that. Like, I think those movies are entertaining for what they are, but like to be like a rabid like, yeah, I love the Fast and the Furious. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's yeah, just a I'm, lot of better movies out there. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so he's a big fan. He like as soon as I told him about the game announcement, he's like, "Oh, we gonna we gonna get it?" I'm like, "I am not spending a cent of my own money on that." I was like, <laughs> "If you want to buy it for me, if there's a multiplayer component, I will I will play with you." Yeah. I was like, but I am not spending my own money on that because like that whole announcement was basically just like a little plug for them to be like, "Hey, there's a four minute trailer for the new Fast Furious yeah. movie coming out." It's like a four yeah. minute trailer. That's insanely long for a trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's like you're, I'm sure in that trailer I'll basically figure out the plot of the new one. And it was so funny because like that was the first thing Vin Diesel came out and said. He was like, <laughs> "I just saw the first trailer for Fast and Furious Nine. It was four minutes long." And I'm like, 
Okay. Like, Who <laughs> gives a shit? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so they use that, and I guess we can kind of use this to segue. We'll get it. We'll get our big one out of the way right now. We'll use this to segue to talk about the award show them itself here yeah. and actually the award winners because that's who they have announced game of the year which i mean again like it's just a, a weird idea to have vin diesel and michelle rodriguez announce the game of the year winners why yeah. why not i feel like they should kind of take a page out of what the oscars do and you know how like the oscars they'll usually have the prior years you know best actor announced yeah. the best actress or something and vice versa why not have yeah. like Corey Barlog come up and announce the game of the year since he was game of the year last year? You know, like little things like that, I think, can go a long way because, again, it gets the the people who make the games be the ones front and center. And, and I understand Absolutely. the need for commercialization and all that. I get it. But there's a time and a place. And I, and I think that goes to the pacing that I complained about at the beginning where. You can have Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez, but don't have them close out the show and announce Game of the Year. Yeah, it, it just it feels weird. And like I said before, they're acting very strange. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tekken? Uh, she called Tekken like Tekken. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is Tekken? <laughs> <laughs> and so they announced that the winner was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which you and I are both in agreement. We didn't see that coming. We're, we're yeah, not, not we're, at all. And it's not that I don't think... Sekiro could have won it because uh, like I talked about a few episodes ago this was really anybody's category with the exception of like Super Smash Brothers that's the only one I really don't think stood a chance or I honestly think that maybe we could have seen like an indie game get Smash Brothers spot in the game of the year but whatever it is what it is I just didn't expect Sekiro to win it because I feel like the From Software games are a little bit more of like a niche style you know it's very it's it's geared towards a very certain group of people that love punishment in video games yeah, and, uh, and love difficult video games. And I think that's, that's 100% okay, but I, I feel like the majority of gamers just want something that is still challenging, but not enough to, like, break you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what From Software games do. And I they do a really good job at it, 100%. And I played... I played... I played the first like bit of Sekiro and uh, probably put maybe five or six hours, maybe 10 hours into it. And I honestly felt like I had barely gotten anywhere with the game. And, and, and like that, that, just, that honestly, that just means we're probably going to get more money for it. You know, even though I'm dying a shit ton, but it's <laughs> like, it's still fun in a, in a way it's like, there's still that rewarding factor of whenever you beat a boss in those games, like it feels good, like a hundred percent. So it's just one of those things where it's like very repetitive if you die over and over again. And to Sekiro's credit, it was from software's first game where I felt like they were trying to appeal to a bigger audience Yeah, to bring more people into like their, their games and like how all their games are kind of played out. So I felt like it was probably a really good jumping on point for people who may have not played Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Um, but yeah, I mean, it still goes back to it won game of the year and I did not expect it to. Um, but I, I think, uh, you know, as a Resident Evil fan, I wish I would, I wish that would have won game of the year. Obviously yeah. I think smash brothers had another good chance. I did not play death stranding. So I have no idea. Um, outer worlds I didn't play. So I have no idea, but, um, and control, I, I, I played some of control and I really enjoyed that game, but I think to Sekiro's credit, like, it winning game of the years is pretty impressive um just because 
the game looks great it it runs well it plays well so yeah. like it's already kind of like ticking off those check boxes of like kind of just those little things that people pay attention to mm-hmm. and like i never play i like i said i barely got into the game so like i don't even know where the story went but i was vibing with the whole samurai vibe and yeah and all that sort of stuff so i yeah i I'm sure it deserves game of the year. It was just one of those things where you just did not expect it to, because it feels so geared towards a very certain group of people. Yeah. And that's the big thing is like, I I just didn't expect it because I feel like it's not a, it's not one of those games that's going to appeal to the broader audience. But yeah, like you said, I mean, one of the things I like about Sekiro, because like I, I, I'm not good at those games. So I I don't play them too frequently. Like I've said in the past, I've only dabbled with Bloodborne, but what is fun is like watching someone who is good at those games play them. And that's where you can really appreciate what Sekiro does well, because when you watch somebody who's really good at it, play through it, you understand why it won game of the year, you know, it's, it's a very well done game. And I, I've seen people talk about this too on Twitter, where this almost seemed like kind of like a career achievement for like from software, where it's like, this is that year where there isn't a lot, you know, there's not that number one game. So they kind of give it to Sekiro and from software is like, Hey, you guys have been making some amazing games, but you really never get the recognition. So game of the year, 2019. And I, I, I don't hate it because I mean, I've played, so I, I need to play Control. That's on mm. my backlog. But I've played every other game in this category except Control and Sekiro. I was kind of leaning towards either Resident Evil or The Outer Worlds. I knew The Outer Worlds really didn't have a major chance just because there were too many complaints about it not advancing the RPG genre. And mm. uh, graphically, it wasn't anything stunning, you know. But the writing was amazing. The characters were great. So I thought the Outer Worlds, if that won, it'd be really cool. Yeah. I don't, I, I understand that why it didn't. I, I really thought Death Stranding had a chance this year. Um, say what you will about certain aspects of the writing. The game, from a technical standpoint, is stunning. The world is amazing. The, the gameplay loop is satisfying. The score, it won best score. It, I think it deserves that. I know a lot of people wanted Sayonara Wild Hearts. And honestly, Sayonara Wild Hearts probably could have won it, but one of the things I've noticed is a lot of people were like, even before going into this, like if death stranding wins anything, it's because Jeff Keighley and Kojima are friends. Like, no, stop that. Mm-hmm. Death stranding won the awards at one because maybe with the exception of the Mads winning best uh, performance, it won the other awards at one because it definitely deserved them. Like best score went to death stranding because that score is incredible. And you saw a little taste of it with church's performance, but I implore you go listen to the entire death stranding soundtrack. It's on Spotify. I'm sure you could find it on YouTube at this point for free, but listen to the whole thing. And it, it, it played really well. So I thought death stranding had a chance I'm not surprised it didn't because I feel like if it did win, then social media would have burned to the ground, which honestly I wouldn't have minded. Um, So I almost feel like Sekiro was like the safe choice in a way where it's like, you know, this was a great game. It's not going to like divide too many people. Let's go with Sekiro. But I think you could have made a case for just about any one of those games, which, which makes 2019 a little bit different than the years past. Cause like, we yeah. knew in 2017 it was going to be Breath of the Wild. Like, we, we all knew it. Yeah. And then in 2018, we all knew it was going to be God of War. And so this yeah. year, it was like, wow, it's kind of a coin, li- coin flip, you know? Any one of these yeah. six could, could take it home. So shout out to 100%. Sekiro and From Software. Honestly, it really does feel like a career achievement for them because they've been making great games for a while, and so now they kind of get some of that recognition. Yeah. What were some of, the, um, some of the other categories that jumped out to you 
I'd say like action game that was from for Devil May Cry Five winning that. I felt like that was well deserved. Yeah, um, they needed to is, get some type of you know yeah. some type of nod. <laughs> Exactly. That game is 100% centered on action. I could have seen like Astral Chain get that too. Um, because when I think of action, I think of more like really fast paced, like very flashy, like that yeah. sort of thing. And so like Capcom is really good at that. And uh, Platinum Games is really good at that too. So I kind of just assumed that either one of those were going to win. Now with the action adventure game, Sekiro won again. Yeah. Um, and I kind of assume that maybe Resident Evil is probably going to get that either Resident Evil or Control, just because those the Control is very fast paced too. Yeah, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of environments exploding and gunfights and things like that. So that seems more of like, you know, and you're progressing. You're constantly progressing in Control. So like that seemed like a very good chance for you to get that. Uh, award there but Sekiro won that too yeah and I think and, it, and it's not so much that it's like oh everybody should get an award it's not it's not that by any means but I think maybe some of the people who vote should try to look at it from that perspective where it's like all right if we're gonna vote for Sekiro for game of the year maybe we can give recognition to one of these other games because yeah. all, like all of these games deserved a little bit of something and it always sucks when you see a game like Resident Evil 2 and I think a lot of it was because it's a remake I don't care. Like that game was amazing. It, yeah. You know, from from the ground up, that was a very well built video game. Yeah. And so between you know that kind of getting people to not vote for it, the same thing happened with Horizon. You know, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like because of Breath of the Wild, winning so many categories and you know sweeping things, Breath you know Horizon Zero Dawn gets no recognition, even though it definitely deserves something. So yeah. I, I think maybe even the voters could perhaps spread things out a touch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, art direction wise, I felt like Control that that won that pretty fairly. Yeah, uh, Greece probably had a really good chance with that. I'm not sure if you played that game. Nope, that's uh, also on the backlog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that game one. is is very gorgeous looking. And Cyanide Wild Hearts, I felt like had a really good chance there too, and maybe yeah. even Zelda. Uh, with the audio design, I felt like I was gonna say Resident Evil Two because if you play that game with headphones, it will fuck you up. Like oh, it's, that's, it's that's all really I'm good. Say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really good. But Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I think, actually deserve that fair and square, just because that game's audio design is incredibly impressive. Oh, um, it really is. Yeah. I think it's the best sounding Call of Duty ever. I agree. Um, it's very impressive. So, yeah, there's just there's like a bunch of awards here that I was interested to see like where they were gonna go um you know like community support i feel like anyone in that category category could have won that like fortnite apex destiny 2 apex probably didn't win that just because there's like that whole debacle like with one of their events like when they oh, first started yeah, out so like, they probably that. weren't gonna win the community uh support award i thought destiny 2 definitely deserved that because i'm a huge destiny 2 fan I, yeah. I've, I've played the shit out of it ever since Forsaken came back, and I really the way they've turned that around, the way Bungie has done things since they've been out on their own, uh, man, it's been so well deserved that they yeah. were able to to kind of take that one home. And I yeah. think that award is one of my favorite ones because that's showing these studios actually listening to the people who are paying for and playing their games. And I 100%. think that's one of those awards that I would I would imagine studios probably cherish because it means that they're doing that that big bridge building right you know they're making yeah. sure that the gaps are filled in between the player base and the the support they're giving them 
a hundred percent. And I think with games as a service, like being so huge nowadays, it's, it's big to have that community support. Yeah. And it's cool to see that be recognized at the game awards. Uh, one category I thought was hilarious was the family game category because they were all just Nintendo games. Oh yeah. So like, no, like it didn't matter what one, it was just going to be a Nintendo game. It was like, okay, like, and they just they picked Luigi's Mansion Three, which I think is a good choice. Uh, that that's a really fun game, and I think you could probably have some really good times with like a family member or something like that. But yeah, I mean, any other categories in here that you were kind of surprised about, or so one of them that kind of surprised me was the the best mobile game that the the Call of Duty Mobile took that, and it's. I honestly, I don't play mobile games that often. It just kind of stunned me that like the Call of Duty mobile game would kind of take that over some of these other ones that showed up, like especially like What the Golf. Like, What yeah. the Golf is one of those ones that it's super unique, super fun, and it kind of came out of nowhere and just like ended up kind of hitting people in the face and like, look at how fun and ridiculous this game is, and it's a mobile game. And yeah. I don't know, I just like I feel like Call of Duty, like whatever. That's another one of those things. It's like maybe they kind of have to space it out and i'm sure the call of duty mobile game i'm sure as far as mobile games go it probably runs smoothly but i don't know yeah i thought maybe that's a chance you can kind of give it to an indie and yeah then we had the the best indie game or the the fresh indie game which i thought again just bad <laughs> product placement there but disco elysium <laughs> won that and best rpg that's one i need to play because that's another one yeah. that i've only been told great things about it and Same. naturally, I was a little stunned because I thought Outer Worlds had a really good shot to win Best RPG, and then Disco Elysium won it. So now that even kind of piqued my interest a little bit more. It's like, all right, well, Outer Worlds was as good of an RPG as I, I've played in quite some time. So I'm now I'm even more curious to see what Disco Elysium can offer. I've, I've heard nothing but good yeah. things. But that was another category, like Baba is You, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, Untitled Goose Game, just nonstop. Yeah, there's a lot of... A lot of well-deserved winners in a lot of these categories that I'm looking at, and like multiplayer game Apex Legends, I think is is a good pick right there too. It's just like game came out this year, launched kind of ghost launched basically, and yeah. just completely blew everyone's expectations out of the water. And I'm sure Respawn was their expectations were also blown out of the water with how well that game is is doing, how well it did at launch. Um, and yeah, I mean, I still play that game. So like, I mean, it's they're definitely doing their job if like you have players keep coming back, um, you know, over time. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, role playing game like Disco Elysium. Like, I'm the same way with uh, same way where it was like, I only knew about it because someone told me about that game, and then now that it's like winning awards, I'm like, okay, that kind of piques my interest a little bit too. Yeah, where it's like I haven't played an RPG in a really long time where. <laughs> where I, this might be something that I might jump into like eventually, um, strategy game. I felt like fire emblem that won it like fair and square. Yep. Uh, just because that, that game, like the, the scope of how many people probably play that game is, it feels probably way bigger than any other games in that category. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because a lot of those other games are just PC games. And I'm not saying that like, you know, there's not a lot of PC players or anything like that, but I just felt like Fire Emblem itself was pretty unique in terms of like a Fire Emblem game. Um, yeah. And a lot of people played it and everyone talked about it. So, yeah. I mean, just a lot of cool little awards that were well-deserved. 
Um, a couple here and there, I was pretty shocked, but you know. Yeah, I think one of the ones that kind of stunned me, and I, I had briefly mentioned earlier, was the the best performance with Mads Mikkelsen winning it. Like, I'm not taking anything away from him; he did do a great performance in Death Stranding. I don't, I just don't think it was even the best performance in Death Stranding, though. Like, I thought mm-hmm. uh, Die Hardman, who Tommy Earl Jenkins, like I thought he really gave a hell of a performance. He wasn't even nominated, but that's another yeah. one I wanted to see Ashley Birch win it for uh, Parvati from Outer Worlds. Yeah. She she just has some bad luck because in 2017 for she was up for it for Aloy and I thought she could have won it but she ran against Melina Jurgens for Hellblade and like that was I mean yeah. that performance was just out of this world so I thought Parvati was one of the the better video game characters I've encountered in quite some time uh, in terms of how she was written and how she was acted so yeah. I was a little bummed that you know Ashley Birch couldn't take that one home, but I mean like Mads, that was cool. Like he, he did a great performance. I understand people saying like I would have rather seen like a regular like voiceover actor take it as opposed to like an actual actor. My thing with that is like they're still performing, so what difference does it make if they're a voiceover specialist or if they're actually an actor? Like if the performance is good and they did a good job, that should really all that it should be about. Like. I, yeah. I I don't understand this like hesitation for like people from Hollywood to kind of come over to video games. Like, isn't that kind of what we want? Like, don't we want more mainstream appeal? Don't we want more people playing these games, experiencing these games, and hopefully getting more interest in participating in them? Because you can have a lot of critiques about Death Stranding for sure. I have my own, but one things I I won't critique is the performances. They're all amazing. And I think yeah. that goes to the fact that they're all actual actors. So I think it works because then you end up seeing some really good performances. So that one, I, I really, I thought Ashley Birch probably could have won it, but I don't hate that Mads won it because he was one of the stronger performances in Death Stranding for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably, I, I see what you're saying, how you're, you're mentioning how like some people might see it, you know, this is an actual like actor who's on screen versus like someone who's a voice actor because like you're right like they are both just performing so it doesn't really matter versus like you know uh motion capture along with voiceover or just voiceover um so yeah i mean i guess that's probably kind of a weird argument to have right um but yeah i mean like mads mickelson he's a great actor I, i i didn't play death stranding so i like i have no idea what his performance was like but you know just knowing him based off of the movies i've seen i know he's a good actor yeah uh but yeah like laura bailey ashley birch that would have been cool to see like either the either yeah laura was win. really good in gears yeah yeah absolutely i played like the first half of gears 5 on pc so like yeah she did a really good job and courtney hope who's like I don't want to call her like a nobody but like she's this is her first video game that she's ever done um yeah that was how uh Melina was for Hellblade back in 2017 yeah (laughs) wasn't she like an extra or something she was she was like an editor so she was she was done editing and then they were like well we need a motion capture actress like I'll do it and then so she yeah she did a hell of a job she just completely can't wait to see what she does in her second go around (laughs) absolutely yeah she just completely stepped out of her comfort zone and just it took that whole row on roll on so yeah yeah I mean like Courtney Hope that would have been interesting to see too because like I think this is her first video game ever um also like i think she was doing 
like soap operas or something like that on TV. I'm not 100% sure. I, I felt like I heard that from somewhere. But yeah. yeah, like she did a really good job in Control too. Like her performance was really well done. So I felt like it kind of could have gone anywhere. Um, so yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> oh yeah, like I think it was, I mean, it's a category that again, like you could kind of do a coin flip. I, I, it was weird that Norman Reedus was nominated for that because Again, not taking anything away from his performance. I just didn't think it was like the best one, you know, or like top three in that game. So I did don't it know. feel like Norman Reedus being Norman Reedus? It, I mean, kind of, yeah. Just like a oh, gruffy, yeah. I'm Norman. I got to take a yeah. shower. Like, that's pretty yeah. much all it was. But I mean, yeah. all in all, I, I really didn't have any major complaints with the people who won awards. I thought pretty much everybody who needed to get some recognition mostly got it. I feel like the Outer Wilds probably deserved a little bit of something somewhere in there you know that yeah. was a, a hell of an rpg or not an rpg excuse me that was just a hell of an independent game so again there's always going to be those chances where you can be like ah this person probably or, or this game should have won but yeah. I, I think overall the the nominees were solid and i thought the the winners were well accounted for in the sense that the, the right group won more often than they didn't yeah, And so I'm looking forward to the changes that get made next year for sure. I'm really hoping they kind of change some of that pacing because Absolutely. that second half of that show really dragged. and I, It I, just dragged on. And I feel like yeah. that's when it shouldn't be. Like that's when you should be getting like the, the, the big awards and stuff like that. So I hope yeah. they find more of a balance with actually giving awards to recipients and doing these game reveals because that's what people are, are looking for. I don't think we need all of like the crazy pop group performances. If you have a great orchestra, which they do, so use the orchestra. They're yeah. they're fantastic. More absolutely. More montages with them. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you wish you had seen or you wish was announced? Like, is there anything in yeah, particular that you're kind of expecting? This is gonna be or? though the one thing that I wish happens until it actually happens is the next fucking Batman game. Like, what are we doing here? Like. <laughs> We keep getting these little teases from like WB Montreal yeah. and then nothing happens. Like we they're, they're teasing Court of Owls. I'm very interested. Yeah. So I'm just going to sit here, you know, like a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> hoping that it comes because I thought it was going to come there. But I didn't really like you were saying, like, I really didn't get too into like any of the leaks or any of the like, I think this will happen. I was more of kind of sitting back and like, let's see what they show tonight, because I saw a couple of leaks that were just ridiculous like someone was like oh they're gonna announce grand theft auto 6 at the game awards i'm like no they're not like they absolutely are not going to do that no the rockstar will do that on their own time yeah exactly like there (laughs) is no there's nothing in their past that would even make me think that this is gonna happen so yeah yeah i wasn't really i wasn't really expecting anything i was just kind of sitting back and like hoping that something cool would happen and we got like a really cool thing with the xbox reveal so yeah, yeah i went into that because other than like last year where they had like that brief little breath of the wild two trailer. I haven't really been blown away by a lot of these announcements at the game awards. Like some of them like, Oh, that, that looks cool. That, that, you know, they, they show you a little bit more of a game that you're already expecting anyway. So all in all, I wasn't like blown away by anything, but I wasn't really like, I didn't have any high expectations. I was just hoping that we'd get like some cool reveals. They teased breath of the wild two last year. I think it was last year. Was it last year with the Game Awards? It was last year something. Oh, man. Or was it I was E3? Gonna, I, I think it might have been it E3. Might have been. I was like, man, that feels... That year went by real quick because that announcement I can't remember. felt like maybe six months ago. I don't it know. was either E3 or the Game Awards last year. I yeah. Because, like, like, yeah, time is a son of a bitch. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, were there any, any kind of, like, 
things that you were expecting that happened or that didn't happen. I I probably I I expected uh Batman to probably be revealed. Um just like one of those really quick like reveals. Yeah. Um you know cuz they've been really cryptic about it over the last couple months like on their Twitter account uh WB Montreal. Um and yeah, I mean, I, I I I actually did expect to see Halo 6 or Halo Infinite, sorry. Um, I, when they showed Xbox, like when they finally revealed the Xbox, I'm like, okay, there's, there's gotta be a Halo announcement, right? Yeah. Like, cause I think the last thing we saw of Halo was like that cinematic trailer where like the chief wakes up or whatever, they find him in space again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, what was that E3 of this year? Yes. Yeah. So like maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I, like you said, time is the son of a bitch. It's true. <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, it would have been great to like have the Xbox revealed and they would like, and here's like a another trailer for Halo Infinite, and like maybe it's like a gameplay or something like that, something wild. Uh, I'm sure that'll be E3 this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't really think of anything else because well, Resident Evil Three was leaked like a few weeks ago, and everyone thought it was just going to be revealed at the Game Awards because that was like it felt like the next big thing, and then you know Sony announces, oh, we're doing a save to play this week, and then that was great. Yeah, I, I liked that reveal of Resident Evil 3 where it was like, you know, we're going to show off Project Resistance like campaign portion and it just turns out to be Resident Evil 3. And then they're bundling those things together, which I think is a good call. Yeah, because um, I definitely was not going to get Project Resistance on its own. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was an argument that was made where it was like, uh, would Project Resistance sell well if it was completely separate from Resident Evil? Like, you know, yeah. if it was like on its own, if it was like own package. Um, and I probably would have checked that out too, regardless. So to have those two things bundled together, I think is really cool. I agree. Uh, but yeah, I mean like that leak that came out, I just assumed it would be the game awards. Um, just cause that, that was the only like big, like uh conference that I felt like was coming up like soon. So yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, probably expected breath. Of, I, I actually did expect breath of wild Two to like be shown. Yeah. Again, like whatever. I can, like we said, we can't even recall the last time it was like revealed. But, um, yeah. I mean, I I just have to assume those games are coming, or Breath of Wild Two is either coming out sometime this year. I doubt it's this year, but I don't know. Maybe the next Switch. I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what Nintendo's plan is with all of this stuff. So. Yeah, they're they're always an enigma because they're just like, hey, Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Come check it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So then you just and tune just, in and you find out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, overall, I mean, comp- I thought like last year's show was just overall better, I think, because between the, the use of the orchestra and a little bit more focus on announcing winners and letting them come up and, and give their, their two cents and, and, you know, actually give a speech and treat it like yeah. an award show is more of like a, a game reveal montage show. So exactly. if they strike that balance moving forward, I think there's something really fun here. But I think that, like we've seen, there's a lot of opportunities for this show to kind of feel like it's dragging. And that's a problem because, like, the, yeah. this show should really be, like, just two hours of nonstop fun. So I, I think there's a little bit more work to do. Uh, but all in all, congratulations to everybody who got nominated and won because they're, again, like, yeah. 2019, while there wasn't, like, that, you know, one or two game, like a God of War or a Red Dead Redemption 2, where you're like, yeah, that's, like, the game of the year. 
there were yeah. a lot of very well done video games with some unique experiences, some cool yeah. new stories. So I think 2019 is going to be remembered as almost like the variety year. We got a little bit of everything yeah. this year and yeah. all of it was very good. Yeah, that that's a good way of putting it. Like it never it never really felt like we got a massive game this year, like like a Red Dead 2 yeah. or, you know, like a Breath of the Wild or anything like that or like a God of the a God of War. Um so, yeah, I I I like that that label of the variety year where we just got like pretty much uh, just a ton of really great games from a lot of different studios, a lot of different, like there's a lot of different genres yep. and it like appeals to everyone. And so I think that, that this year will definitely be remembered as a really good year in video games. For sure. Um, and so yeah. you, you heard it here first, it's the variety year. So we're going to, we're going <laughs> to trademark that. We're going to stand trademark it. it, but that has been a great conversation on the game awards. It's been a hell of a year for video games. Andrew, thank you so much for hanging out yeah. with us one last time. Where yes. can the folks find you out there on Twitter? And I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. So that way people can click it and just follow you right away. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Papa Drew bear. Um, I just tweet a bunch of dumb shit all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, just like, uh, yeah, just find me on there. Um, I actually co-host with Alex Van Aken and Blessing Eddie Oye uh, on their Jumpmaster podcast, nice. which is an Apex podcast. Uh, and that's every other week. Um, we haven't done it for a while just because like Thanksgiving was there and just like a bunch of other stuff going on. So, uh, but yeah, you can follow that on iTunes and Spotify, Jumpmaster, Apex Podcast. So yeah. Perfect. Go check them out. They're great. The OK Beast guys are awesome as well. So if you haven't checked them out, definitely check them out as well. Yeah. And again, thank you for joining us. We had a great time chatting about the yes, Game Awards. Thank so you for having if, me on. Yes. Of course. We're going to have to have you on again. We'll have yeah. plenty more things to talk about in the world of video 100%. games. If and when they ever announce that Batman <laughs> game, I'm sure we'll have plenty to chat about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But if, if you find folks out there, if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode, go on whatever service that you listen to us on. Give us a like, subscribe to us, write us a review. goes a long way. We appreciate the support. And if you enjoy this, go find us on Twitter and Instagram at Plus One Player. Go check out the website, plusoneplayer.com. Come on and join the Discord. You can find a link on the Twitter bio or on the website. We have a great group of folks in there having great conversations. And so we'd love to have you, unless, of course, you're racist, in which case you can go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> But if you're not racist, we'd love to chat with you in the Discord. So come on and join come the fun. <laughs> yeah. And so episode 107, it comes to a close. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. And we will talk to you all very soon.